Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidman, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, here's your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, friends, it's Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Welcome to the Kids Matter Podcast, episode number 81. This is a special edition of the Kids Matter Podcast. Corey Jones and I are coming to you live outside of my hotel room at the D6 conference. It's nice and sunny out here in Florida, hanging uh, out with the Ryan Frank. It, Florida's nice. It's nice. I could get used to this. It's, it's real nice. And those of you that are at D6, you know there's all kinds of construction going on around here. So if you hear backhoes backing up or semi-trucks pulling by, I think they're putting a new swimming pool in yeah, or something back there. Kids yelling as they go down the slide. Yeah, <laughs> you never really know bear with expect. us, bear with us. Special edition of the Kids Matter podcast, a um, little bit different of a format today, but thanks for tuning in. Um, Corey, you've been coming to the D6 conference several years. Like five. Five years. Yeah, five or six, I don't know. Five or six years. Um, I love D6. If you're not familiar with D6, you really ought to. Uh, become familiar. The website is d6family.com. D6 stands for Deuteronomy 6 in the Bible. Yeah. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, You're supposed to impress that into your children. Talk about it while you walk. You know. Hopefully you know. If you're in kids ministry, you should know that verse. You should. And that's a Shema. I call it the Shema from stage it was told. It's actually Shema. I went, Love it. Okay. Don't speak Aramaic or Greek or Hebrew. So, Corey, for a podcast listener that's never heard of D6, why don't you take a minute and just talk about what is D6? What's this ministry all about? What's the conference all about? What's the point of D6, Deuteronomy 6? Yeah, D6 is a strategy for family ministry. It's a model, and so like all models, it's not perfect. It's one that you got to see how it can line up with your family. It's a, it's a philosophy. The goal is that the church and home are working together. And yeah. so it's not, it's not just a, a curriculum. Um, uh, there's a curriculum, but it supports that philosophy. And so it's a tool. It's allowing families to come together and study the Bible Um, A lot of people that follow the D6 model, they're teaching the same thing in the preschool as the elementary, as the high school, as the adult service. And then the goal is Monday when they're sitting around the dinner table, they have a common ground that they can talk through as a family. Remembering the Lord uh, and the theme this year is as you go. And so you're talking as you go in the carpool line or as you go at the grocery store, bringing the word of God into the conversation. I love it. Um, in D6, you you read about the you, D6. They've been such great ministry partners for some time. Uh, there's one of those. There's one of those. What is that thing? A bulldozer. Something <laughs> weird driving by. Um, D6 has been a great ministry partner of ours for some time. You see them in Kids Matter magazine. Uh, you see them at MegaCon. These are great folks. They have a Sunday morning curriculum. They have this conference. And we're blessed to be a part of the conference. Now, uh, Corey, you did some training. You've been doing some training this week. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, you know, you're doing several breakouts. Doing what I can. Um, What's your favorite I, one? I, I taught through volunteer development. And nice. for me, it's, it's one of those things that I have a passion for and love for. Uh, 
the scripture says that we belong to one another, that God has gifted us with different abilities. So some of us should be teaching. Some of us should be encouraging. Some of us should be giving. And, and that when we as ministry leaders are looking at people's gifting and putting them in the right spots and doing it in a way that is relational, our church wins. And so mm-hmm. if I'm filling spots, if I'm putting people because they have a pulse into a position, um, it's like a messed up Mr. Potato Head. It, yeah. It's a person that has a gift because God gives gifts to everybody, but they're not in the right spot. And so that's mostly what I talked through was how to identify some gifting, how to um, equip somebody to be serving in the church in the right spot. I gave examples of some of my volunteers that I've messed up on, uh, that I've yeah. asked them to serve yeah. in things that aren't within their gifting. So, Corey, let me jump in real quick. Yeah. How do you, because, man, it's so it's so tempting for all of us as Kidman leaders and as, as church leaders to, we, we realize, hey, we've got these vacancies and... We, we look for volunteers. We just plug people in and we move to the next thing. Yeah. What do you, how do you really take time or what tools are there to help identify the giftings of a new volunteer to make sure they are a good fit? Is it, does, is it just a conversation? Is it as simple as a conversation or are there actual tools no, that I you know can use? Some people do like spiritual gift assessments and stuff like that. You can Google it. You'll find stuff. Um, yeah. And I do think there are tools that play a good role. But uh, relationship is spelled T-I-M-E for a reason. Like the more that you spend time getting to know people, the more you're able to put them in the right spot. And it's not um, like just training. It's not verbal instruction. It's modeling. And so if you see somebody that has a gift um, and you think maybe that person could be my preteen host, then it doesn't start with throwing them on stage as the preteen host. Yeah, it starts yeah. with a conversation. It starts with That's asking them to come on stage with you and just be a stain chained. And then eventually ask them to explain a portion of the game. And then yeah. maybe the following week, um, they're explaining the game and you're the stage hand. It, it's walking them through this process, not just throwing them in the deep end. And it's thinking long term. Where can people be the church long term in a way that breathes life into them Mm -hmm. and and is it going to be a spot that god has gifted them i think you'll see that over time and maybe you need to fire somebody maybe you need to promote somebody that's true Um, but you're not going to know unless you spend time with them in relationship that's yeah and it does take time doesn't it it takes time absolutely but i don't know if there's a better investment of your time um so you I, I jumped into your conversation. You shared some examples of where you've missed yeah. in the past with volunteers, which I'm sure we can all relate to. Yeah, one of those, um, like I was looking for some ministry coaches, yeah. and I knew my ministry had grown to a point where I couldn't oversee everybody anymore. And so I looked at people that were doing great and thought, yeah. oh, I need to promote that person to a coach. To a coach. But one of them was a kindergarten teacher that was phenomenal with kindergarten students. Mm -hmm. And because she was great, I was like, oh, she'll model it with everybody and be the best coach. But her passion was kindergartners. It wasn't coaching adults. And so when I talked to her about it, uh, she's like, no. (laughs) And like, I almost offended her by trying to pull her from where her gifting lined up. Um, And I I realized very quickly, no, I I need uh, this Tanya, this other lady who, 
cares so much for all of our brand new small group leaders when they're coming. The person that coaches them and models it already. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll just promote her and give her a job description and a checklist. And then she can follow those things and do a phenomenal job. So yeah. you mess up. You learn along the way. It's ministry. People are, are generally nice. Uh, yeah, they are. Forgive you if you ask for it. Yeah. And Ryan, you taught too. Um, you were just on main stage like an hour ago. I was. I um, was. Why don't you share with us what you taught? I will. Yeah. So I talked about the title of my talk was Who, Not What. We spend so much of our time talking about the what of ministry, and especially during a pandemic like we just went through a crazy 2020. We've all had to shift our what. We used to do things this way. Now we do them that way. We're evaluating, and now we're doing them this way. We're thinking about the what of this summer and this fall that's coming. Um, and I love that at a conference like D6, or I, I hope that you all can come to Megacon this fall, Megacon, you, you get some time away to think about the why behind your what. But what I talked about today was remembering the who behind your what. Um, it is so easy to get discouraged in ministry to get your eyes on the people, to get your eyes on the problems, to get your eyes on the voices of negativity and insecurity and fear and doubt. And before long, you're, you're in a position where you can lose heart and you are in a probable position to, to burn out or, or quit. So what you need to do is you need to remember that you're not alone. You're not alone. And we shared the, I shared the story of Moses at the burning bush. Love that story. Um, Moses is used to seeing burning bushes out in, the, out in the desert. But what he's not used to seeing is a bush that burns and burns and burns and burns and burns. And God speaks to him. And we know the story. He shares these excuses. Mm. God, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I don't, he goes on to say, I'm not, I don't know enough. Uh, people aren't going to take me seriously. I'm not really a public speaker. I'm not qualified. I'm desperate. Every time God reminded him that I've got this. I've got this. Not uh, Moses, you know what? You grew up as a princess in Egypt. A prince in Egypt, not a princess. A prince in <laughs> Egypt. Um, you've been well trained, well read, well read. You've had the best teachers. You're fine. God was always like, you know, I'll give you the words to say. Oh, yeah. Tell people, I am. Um, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to use that stick in your hands uh, to do amazing things. And so it's really easy to get caught up in the what ifs and like, oh, my gosh, to be preoccupied with the present and to forget that God is with me. I've got this. Um, because I'm not alone. Now, Ryan, um, you, you talk about these excuses, yeah. um, but one of the things that you said that I thought was phenomenal that you didn't touch on in this brief thing yeah. is you said, all God expects us to be is available. Mm. I thought that quote was phenomenal. Mm. You want to dive any more into yeah. that? Yeah. You know what? Um, God... All God needs of you and me is our availability. Moses, every time he made up these excuses, um, God was like, you know what? I, the deliverance of my people has nothing to do with your abilities. It has to do with my supernatural power being manifested 
in you and through you. And we compare ourselves to each other as Kidman leaders. Mm -hmm. We compare our ministries to each other. We feel like we don't measure up to whatever standard we build up in our head. We're like, I don't know if I have the credentials. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm good looking enough. I don't know if the kids like me. I don't know if the parents like me. And man, that is such a, a waste of time to, to focus on that. God just wants you to be available. Your um, best ability is your availability. Um, and if, if you and I can just get ourselves, Corey, in the posture of, Lord, I want to humbly be used by you. Uh, would you use me as a channel of your love? Um, would you bring the right people into my life at the right time? Um, you've given me this Holy, the, your Holy Spirit inside of me. Would you fill me with your power? Um, it can be a game changer for us. So kids, pastors, uh, ministry leaders, yeah, you're not good enough. You don't have all the answers. Uh, some people aren't going to take you seriously. But God is perfect, and he's your father. So lean into that. Remember uh, that you don't, don't be like yeah. Moses. Don't make excuses. Um, remember, he is in control. Uh, remember, it's just about you being available. That's it. That's it. Um, hey, those of you that have been at D6 this week, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, let us know what you think about the D6 conference, what's been some of your big takeaways, some of your favorite um, workshops or breakouts that you've attended. We'd love to get some feedback from you here in the I Love Kidman community. And show some love to the organizers of the D6 conference. They've got some great curriculum and some great resources. Go over to d6family.org. D6family. Or is it if .com? you Google D6family, I'm sure you're going to find it. Oh, I'm sure you'll find it, too. Um, I happen to have the handy-dandy conference notebook with me. D6 Conf... Oh, that's D6Conference.com. Um, oh, I don't know what the website I'm is. I'm telling you, just Google D6 if you Family. you get the D6 Family, I'm sure you'll find it. Or, if you want, you can look through some social media posts. Look at their hashtag. Uh, it's D6 2001. You'll find... 2021. 2021. Not 2001. 20 years ago. Yes. Oh, the conference wasn't even around then. It wasn't around. No. no. D62021. That's yeah. the hashtag. So, Corey, last question for you as we wrap up. What's okay. something that God has shown you this week just being at MegaCon? Yeah. MegaCon. Where are we at? We're at D6. <laughs> We're what's something apart, that, Ryan. What's something that God just has encouraged you with this week? Maybe it's from a conversation you've had or a session you've attended or yeah, something um, you've talked to. I, I think for me, honestly, it's uh, remembering that availability piece yeah. that um, God has promoted me in ministry to a different role. And there are times where I go, I have no idea what these tax documents mean. Oh and I get stuff from the IRS and I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed about this. But God just wants me to be available. And That's so um, I'm following him. I'm looking for his people. And honestly, I'm practicing kids ministry in this executive role where I'm finding That's true. CEOs of big companies to come in and help me with taxes because I don't know what to do. I'm equipping them, allowing them to be the church. And so it's just resting in that, resting in, um, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to get it all right. I don't have all the answers, um, but I'm going to 
be available. I'm going to obediently take that next step and trust God, trust that he's not put me in this position to screw everything up and yeah. to just follow in the next step. I love it. Obediently take that next step. That's all God asks of you. Um, God will bless you and encourage you along the way. Friends, thanks for tuning in to today's Kids Matter podcast. A little bit different of a format. Next week we'll probably be back to our normal format. But this is episode 81. Corey Jones and Ryan Frank coming to you from the D6 conference in sunny, beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy the Kids Matter podcast, please share it with a friend. Rate the podcast. Give us a review. It sure would mean the world. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.